Claire Coffee, the first of my guests on the Spotlight Showcast at the time that I uh, instantly developed a crush on immediately after we were done talking uh, because she was so sweet. She was so delightful. Welcome to the Spotlight Day 10 National Podcast Post Month. Uh, day 10 of 30 plus. Claire Coffey joined us to talk about the television show Grimm, which was on NBC at the time. And while this interview is, or conversation, is maybe only 20 plus minutes, if that, uh, Claire stayed on the line with us, with me rather. Uh, Adam joined me on this conversation, but uh, Claire and I stayed on the line for another 10, 15 plus minutes afterwards and just geeked out about all different kinds of sci-fi stuff, like from Doctor Who to Star Trek to Firefly uh, to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We were just geeking out totally for a good 10, 15 minutes, um, which didn't help the crush that I had already developed on her. Excuse me. But this one was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is the Spotlight Rewind Day 10 National Podcast Post Month month (laughs) with... Claire Coffee. All right. Hey, everybody. Ben back here for Next Level Radio, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Gorey. Tonight, we bring you another awesome guest spotlight, and tonight is extra awesome, mainly because I'm, I know I'm a fan of this person and the show that she's on. You've seen her on shows such as Franklin and Bash, The West Wing, CSI, and Psych, which was another one of uh, those shows that I loved. However, currently, you can catch her every Friday, 9, 8 Central on NBC's Grimm. Please welcome to the show, Claire Coffee. Thank you so much. That was an incredibly warm welcome, and I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, that's no problem at all. Uh, so how are you tonight? we got to ask that first, of course. Very well. I actually uh, I am in L.A. because I have to have knee surgery tomorrow, so I will not be doing that awesome soon, but then really awesome in about four to six weeks. So. Well, I'm like uh, ACL <laughs> that's the truth. Well, uh, meniscus, actually. I've had right. the same... I had the same surgery done twice before on the knee, but um, actually Bree on the show who plays Rosalie, her husband is an orthopedic surgeon, so he is going to be doing the surgery. Oh, well, that's, that's a convenient connection yeah. to have. Very, very. <laughs> uh, all right, now let's start off talking grim uh, for a few minutes. For those of our, our fans that are listening right now who have never seen the show, explain a little bit about what the show is about and, and who your character is when it comes to the show. Sure, yeah, we, um, the show basically asks, what if the Brothers Grimm were uh, not writers, but they were profilers? So all the stories that they've written over the years um, were profiling these creatures that they, and only they could see, these descendants of this long line of of Grimm. So so they can see, you know, lurking amongst uh, the humans that you see on the Earth are some that have, I don't even know if it's like, we haven't really established whether it's a genetic mutation or what it is that causes uh, them to express these kind of animalistic sides. Um, and my creature, so I'm a witch, a hex and beast, and uh, she initially came on the show as kind of like a henchman for the captain working for the royal family. This is getting more and more complex. I really, yeah, I realized <laughs> that was hard to kind of concisely describe what's been going on, especially with my character. Yeah, because I remember... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I remember in season one, because as I said, I'm a fan of the show, um, 
your character really wasn't a, you were a, obviously a, you were a big part of the show but you weren't as big of a part as the show of, as you are now no I mean yeah I was I was a pretty small part of the show I came in to cause a little trouble here and there yeah and then um, I had my powers taken away from me by Nick the Grim because I was trying to kill and kill his aunt um, and just after his family line in general yeah um, but we you know we found out in season two more about this royal family who is uh, controlling the Vesson population but there is a resistance trying to stage a coup of this royal family so there's there's a few different sides that people are working on and working for yeah I mean, I, I, as a fan of the show, as I said, as I watch it, it definitely combines a bunch of different genres together. It's it's fantasy, it's drama. There's there's some comedic elements in it, and there's a lot of police procedural uh, procedural. In right? It. Yeah, it's sort of like CSI monster. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. It's the Grimm's Fairy Tales meets CSI. That's exactly how I classified it when I first started watching it. Um, and, yeah. And with a show like this, the, the majority of the episodes go a lot of into the background, explaining everything. And I was going to ask you, like, how your character has progressed over the past three seasons, but you actually just told us that a little bit about that. So. <laughs> I, I think, you know, that the most interesting thing for me has been um, her motivations have, have shifted. Whereas before, you know, she she's working for this larger organization and she wants to do a good job, and but it's mostly just like this pure, motivated by pure evil or just, this intention, evil intention. And now, you know, she had this baby that she developed feelings for, as you do <laughs> as yeah. a mother. Um, and that is now her driving force. And yeah. so it's interesting for me because it's a lot easier to justify what she does because she's doing it for to, to get her child back. And now in these last two episodes where... Nick and the gang have taken her child and, and, you know, led her to believe otherwise. I think the, the, the lines between good and evil are getting even more um, gray. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, season three is now kind of winding down a little bit. With only three episodes left, you know, what kind of can we expect between now and the finale to happen? Um, you can expect a whole lot of crazy uh, <laughs> insanity to happen, actually. It's, uh, yeah, Adeline now, you know, she's trying to get her baby back. She definitely employs um, some of the most evil tactics she's used, and she's kind of backed up her old tricks, I would say. But um, definitely season finale leaves pretty much everyone rocked. (laughs) Well, I I know... uh... You know, recent years, because of CGI becoming so prevalent, a lot of shows and films have to add effects in, you know, after filming's done, and Grimm obviously is no exception to that with, you know, the powers and everything. Um, What are some of the challenges that, you know, present itself uh, when acting in scenes where you basically have to, you know, use your imagination uh, because the special effects are added later on? Um, Yeah, it's a good question because I think... You know, for, for us, like, the, the voguing is the main thing, and it's pretty it's pretty fun and funny on set because we're all just kind of, like, growling <laughs> at each other, me and Sasha especially. Um, but I think it's the same level of, of imagination it takes for, you know, you get on a set, and I'm at Nick and Juliet's house, and it's a set, you know, and there's camera guys right in front of my face. So it's... it's it's no, it's no bigger leap than believing that the camera guys aren't there and that this is an actual house. You know, it's kind of, 
just just the same sort of muscle being right. used. Um, now, production for uh, production for the season is completed already, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I know you said you you have your uh, you, you have your knee surgery coming up, so you're going to be staying in out in that on the West Coast for a while. Um, uh, if you didn't have that surgery coming up, would you have stayed in Portland or would you have gone home to San Francisco? Yeah, um, I would have stayed in Portland. I actually, I don't live in San Francisco. Um, my my husband, well, we lived in New York and now we're based in Portland. Oh, okay. um, but he is a musician, so he tours all year. So I, the hiatus is a good time to kind of catch up with him wherever he is at all the roads. So <laughs> okay. I did a little bit of that already. And yeah, that's but yeah, got, Portland. Portland is now home base. Okay. You just got married back in December too, right? I did. What's that? Uh, what's that been like so far? How's it been going? It's it's pretty great. Yeah, marriage is awesome. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> uh, I I can attest. I can attest. Um, <laughs> you guys go anywhere good on your honeymoon or anything like that? We are. We are finally going on our honeymoon actually uh, in June. Where are you going? If we you are mind. going to France. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to yeah the Northern Rhone region, do some wine tasting, and then Paris for a few days. Very cool. Um, now, I mean, you, you said you don't live in San Francisco anymore. Obviously, now you're in Portland. But being from San Francisco, and I I have read that you are a fan of the 49ers. Do you get to go to I a am. lot of their home games? I don't. Yeah. No. I There was a, a friend of mine has season tickets, and is always like, yeah, it's come down. But because of the shooting schedule, it's just so tricky yeah. um and then there was an opportunity to go to a seahawks game but i was so uh freaked out to go <laughs> to seahawks yeah, territory. It, it can get dangerous <laughs> yeah but i so I, I i watched from the comfort of my home with my uh my flat screen hd tv that's that's <laughs> some of the best play that's usually where i watch football too it's safer <laughs> <laughs> it is it's safer much and cheaper that's true <laughs> Now you run your own website. Being a football fan and a fan of music, you run your own website. Correct, uh, correct too. Um, I do. You know, I don't post very often. I do in season. I, I did some videos and stuff, and now I'm using my website just to kind of post whatever, whatever I've got going on. That's not specifically, you know, Grim because obviously you can catch Grim anywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I need to get on that and figure <laughs> out what my website maybe i'll do that while i'm recovering from surgery it's, yeah, it's you'll have figure out what i can offer to the world yeah. uh besides being a witch if, <laughs> if now had you not gotten into acting would writing be something you have wanted to done have done um yeah, you know i when i went to northwestern i started in the journalism program i'd done theater since i was five and i thought oh i'll do something more practical but obviously journalism is no more practical than acting so uh, I transferred back into the theater program by the end of my freshman year because I missed it too much. Um, but I did, uh, I did like writing in that way. I think I'm a far better editor of other people's writing than I am a writer. <laughs> but uh, that's I liked working for the yeah. paper. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do. Um, well, now yesterday on your, uh, you say you don't post much, but yesterday you posted a music video you were in for Black Prairie, right? Yes. Um, yeah. How did how did you get involved in that? Was that you know your husband being a, a musician was. Was that through that? Yeah, he's buddies with those guys. They're um, a, a few of the Decemberists. A few of the band members of the Decemberists have their, uh, their their side project is this sort of you know folk bluegrass Americana uh, band, and they're all based in Portland. Really good guys. So it's a funny um, video. I did that. 
It's, yeah, it did a good job. If you get a chance, check it out, clairecoffee.com for sure. Uh, now, um, one question I'd like to ask too is, is just from different things that we've read about you, I'm wondering if you would consider yourself a little bit of like a guy's gal. Mainly because, as we mentioned, you're pretty big into football. And from what we've read, you, you're pretty big into, like, sci-fi and films and television. That's and things true. Like that too. I guess that's good. I don't know if it's a... The sci-fi stuff, when I go to the cons, there's many. There's definitely as many girls as guys. But I, I, I definitely... I see where you're coming from. Um, I don't know. I don't have any guy friends. I have girlfriends. Uh, my best girlfriends, and then actually a couple of my husband's best friends are now my friends, but they're more like brothers yeah. than buddies. So I don't know. Uh, I definitely, I don't, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a, I think that's kind of the thing that other people say about you and you can't really say about yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm just cool all the time. Yeah. When you go to the cons, do you get the chance to walk around or do you just stay into the panel? Um, I, well, like, when we went to Comic-Con, there really, it was in crazy, there's no time to walk around, but I'd been to Comic-Con before, without a show, I got to walk around, but now, like, the Comic-Con in San Diego is so massive. Oh, it's become huge. It's, yeah, it's, it's super overwhelming, but, um, I went to DragonCon last year, and that was a trip, and, uh... It's fun. It's just fun that they even exist, and it's also it's interesting because when I was well, when I was little, I watched Star Trek and you know, the Jets, anything about space that yeah. I could get my hands on or the future. And now it seems like all that stuff is really into the mainstream, or maybe it's just there's there's something for everyone. But um, it's it's interesting how that's kind of taken hold. No, it seems like the nerd culture has come a little bit to the forefront, and it's it's kind of okay to be that way now. Whereas right, which was, means like, well, who are the nerds? Are the docs the nerds now? I Maybe. Think, I think they could be at, at, in yeah. some way if you look at it. But I mean, <laughs> I can imagine it would have to be kind of cool going to Comic-Con before you had a show and then actually getting to go there as a panelist. I mean, I can only oh, imagine what yeah. that would be like. I said, like, when I went, oh, if only I could come back with a show. Like, I wish I could just do a show, a fantasy show. I said that, like, yeah. probably out loud, too, and then to actually get to do it was sort of mind-blowing. And the panels are my favorite thing to do of anything. Um, the fans, like, and uh, you guys included, obviously, like, the people who watch our show, are, they're everyone's super smart and, you know, really fun and funny and great to talk to, and they always have good questions and... Um, yeah, that, that's the best part for sure. Yeah, you, we, you mentioned you uh, you like Star Trek and stuff. What other kinds of um, like TV shows and stuff do you watch, like sci-fi wise? Um, so TV shows or right now, show. yeah, fantasy. Like X Files is too scary for me <laughs> always. <laughs> but um, I'm a big fan of Orphan Black right now. I've heard that's um, good. I still need to check that out. It's you should. It won't take. It, it, you just give it two, and then you know you'll you'll watch the rest of the season in two nights, like That's I did. The and there's only I think thirteen episodes. It's on. Um, it's BBC America, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Sherlock um, BBC America. Okay, yeah. I was thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. Orange is the new black. I'm getting my. Yeah. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> that's good too. Orange is the new black. Uh, yeah, that's worth it. I got a half. I think. So. Go ahead. Oh, keep going. No, please. <laughs> No, I was just saying, like, I think I like um, a lot of disaster 
sort of end of the world scenarios, disaster kind of thing. Have, have you ever seen um, Jericho? I did. I did watch Jericho okay. for the season. Yeah. Because that was kind of a little end of the world-ish. That was, uh, you know, the country shut down mainly because of the uh, the nuclear bombs and such. Yes. So. And they, yeah, and they're, you know, there there was a, there's a show coming out. I watched the pilot for, um, is it Amazon, I think? Amazon, Chris Carter's doing a new one uh, about the end of the world with these creatures. I don't know. I, I'm kind of mixed. I was mixed on the pilot, so we'll see. Okay. I gotta ask. Uh, I, I gotta ask too. You mentioned BBC America with uh, "Orphan is the New Black" and Sherlock. Are you a Doctor Who fan at all? I am. Yeah, I'm not up to date, but uh, I am excited about Peter Capaldi because I watched um, "In the Loop" and "The Sick of It." I watched some of that, and he's really, really funny, and I think he'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. And about I liked. That too. I liked David Tennant so much, and I was like, oh, this new, this new Joker, and then I loved that even more, and so, you know. Yeah, I was the always, same way. It's always a bummer when they're so, gone. But. Well, I mean, I could sit and talk to you about Doctor Who and all that <laughs> stuff all night, but I know we gotta we got to get uh, started wrapping things up. But before we end, we always like to end our interviews with what we call our rapid fire. Basically, Adam's okay. just, Adam's just going to ask you a couple questions. Um, they're quick questions, so just answer with the top of your head. You don't really have to go into much detail about any of them. Okay. All right, first one up. Uh, what's your favorite guilty pleasure music that you like to listen to? Uh, show tunes. And uh, if you could switch lives with one person for a day, who would it be? Um, someone who researches diseases, like who gets the, the infectious diseases where you have to wear the suit and get hosed down after you work with them. <laughs> is, that, that. is that the, sim- the simple reason why you want to do that, so you get to wear the suit? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. I'm not someone who really enjoys danger. There's something about uh, that that I find super interesting. <laughs> All right. In, in honor, uh, kind of of, uh, of Grimm, what's your favorite fairy tale? Um, I think Hansel, Hansel and Gretel. Did you Did you see the movie, the newer movie that came out with it? I didn't. It Me just either. looked. Yeah, it didn't look that good. Really. Yeah. Uh, last one. Who's been the most influential person in your life? Uh, probably my mother. All right. All right. Uh, well, Claire, thanks again for spending some time with us tonight and allowing me to nerd out with you at least a little bit. Oh, of course. You guys are great. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. We encourage everybody out there to follow Claire on Twitter, at Claire Coffee. Uh, check out her website, www.clairecoffee.com, when she gets the chance to update it. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, uh, watch Grimm every Friday night on NBC, 9, 8 Central. Claire, thanks once again for uh, for joining us tonight. My pleasure. Uh, check us out, www.nextlevelradioonline.com, and we will see you next time, guys. Take care. Mm-hmm.